you have the chance to win a Spring Super Sweeps from LAist. Donate $60 for one entry to win a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Check out all the other prizes too when you donate now at LAist.com sweeps. I'm Tracy Thomas, host of One for the Books, a live literary event series from LAist. We are back with guests, author Amanda Montel and actor Bella Lavelle. You can find us on May 15th at the Crawford Family Forum. Tickets at LAist.com events. It's Film Week on LAist 89.3. I'm Larry Mantle, joined by director Michael Mann. His notable films include Thief, Manhunter, The Last of the Mohicans, Heat, The Insider, Ali, Miami Vice, Collateral, Public Enemies, and now Ferrari. Set in the summer of 1957, Enzo Ferrari's company's in crisis. The ex-racer turned car maker must see his team win a treacherous thousand-mile race across Italy to keep Ferrari viable. Adam Driver and Penelope Cruz co-star. We hear them in this clip arguing over an upcoming deal with Henry Ford. You should assign me control of your stock in the company and the freehold uh, so I can deal. Because Henry Ford won't deal with a woman. No. Because if it comes to a deal, it'll be hard and fast. I have to have all the cards in my hand. Well, half the cards are in my hand. Laura, what do you want me to say? Mr. Ford, we have a deal, but first I must wait until I ask my wife for permission? Yes, you can say that. You know what? I'm going to give you power of attorney over my stock so you can deal for half a million dollars. I don't have half a million. You will if you make a deal. Penelope Cruz, Adam Driver in Ferrari. Michael Mann, thank you for joining us today on our program. Uh, thank you very much. What attracted you to this story? Because I know your history with uh, the book on which it's based goes back quite a few years. Um, I, I tell you, the thing that kept attracting me to it and that kept me engaged in the story was the, uh, was the, um, you know, the, the purely the drama, the operatic nature of the, uh, of this, of the, of this volatile relationship and the tumultuous, uh, life that Enzo and Lara and, and Lena we're living in 1957, and it's um, it was kind of a dramatic opportunism, if you like, because historically it's accurate. In these three months, uh, everything that Ferrari had been this 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 iconic innovator, uh, basically a race ex race car driver, and everything he was going to become, um, all came into collision with the uh, with a very uh, tempestuous. A marriage with uh, a woman who is powerful and strong, kind of a Maria Callas figure, if you like, and a, and a, and a very different second family he had with Lena Lardy, who, if you, who in my mind always was similar to Ingrid Bergman, um, with an illegitimate son, Piero, who in kind of this kind of an Italian convention of the period of the second family, the illegitimate second family, Vittoria de Sica, it comes to mind. Um, and all these, plus their own son, Laura and Enzo's son, Dino, had died a year and a half earlier after a long uh, disease, muscular dystrophy. So they were in mourning, they were in grief. 
and um, the marriage was falling apart. The company's falling apart. It's uh, uh, on the edge of bankruptcy, and all of these elements come together in this one, uh, in in the period of the of the, of the film. And uh, it was a brilliant script by Troy Kennedy Martin. And that's what kept my kept me hooked in it with my original, uh, my friend, fellow directors, uh, the late Sidney Pollock and I both fell in love with this thing, and we developed it together for a number of years. And I kept going back to it for you know for that reason. It's it seems harder, Michael Mann, to do a, a sort of big budget independent film like this now than it would have been uh, even at the time that you and Sidney Pollock were developing this. And and share, you know, how how were you able to get the film made? Because um, I mean, you can you can see the money on the screen. There were huge challenges in in recreating Italy of this era, in doing the road racing sequences. Um, how how did you get this done? Well, it's actually easier now because the uh, because of the advent of streaming uh, and the ability to kind of balkanize the the, the financing uh, in this, this sense. There's an Italian, a wonderful Italian tax credit that's very large. In our case, it's about twenty four million. Wow. Uh, we we the uh, the people who handled this for us made streaming deals in a couple of territories like France or Germany with Amazon. Uh, it was a very enthusiastic and, and excellent distributor in England, Sky, who've done very well with the picture. Uh, and then, you know, in, in the United States only, it's, it's, it's neon. And so we were able to put together these different components uh, that, to, to make it. The film is, the film is expensive. Uh, I could have made it any time in the past couple of decades, if I wanted to reduce it and make it for 35 or 40 million, but I, I didn't want to do that. I wanted to make the film the right way or not make it at all. Just replicating the race cars, which you had to do is a five or $6 million item. So there's uh, you know, there's, there's hard costs involved in making the picture. Having said that, by the way, I have two producers who work for absolutely zero fees, PJ Von Sandwick and John Lesser, uh, I cut uh, radically. So did Adam Driver to make the film. So that's how the film, you know, gets made. It's very much the case that the film was made by the people who are working on the film. Let's talk about Adam Driver and your decision to cast him. So he he has to be aged up, as does to some extent Penelope Cruz as well. Uh, what led you to to ultimately choose these two actors to carry the movie? Uh you know, it, it, that's that's the mystery of casting, and that's right at the heart of artistic decisions you make and creative decisions you make as a director. And it's some of it becomes uh, falls into the category of you know when you know when you're, you know. The question I ask myself is: Here's the character, uh, and I, I don't really have the character. I've written the character and know the character. Now, if this character is inhabited by this actor, that then yields a different. Quotient. That then yields the final impact that this character could potentially have an audience. So from, from skill, intuition, uh, kind of an artistic projection, you you know, there there's a, there's a kind of a quantum sense of here's who it will be if it's Adam Driver. And after 20 minutes of meeting Adam Driver, I knew that he had a certain ferocity inside of him that in his heart, 
this is this is Enzo Ferrari. The the age difference, the physical things, the accents, those are those I believe those are things you fix with craft work. Uh, but what what's essential is what's in inside the person. With Penelope, is very much the same thing. Penelope is strong. She's opinionated. She's wonderful. I love to hear. You know, she's a strong-willed woman, and and that certainty and self-confidence that she has is right down the. Um, you know, I felt the same way about her as I did about Adam, and and I couldn't have uh, made better choices. We're talking with Michael Mann, the director of the film Ferrari in theaters now. Is it easier to age an actor up as you did in these cases versus if you'd had an older actor who was essentially the same age uh, as Enzo Ferrari was during most of the film? And then you had to make that actor younger for, say, the early racing scenes that went back in time. Um, well, that, that's just that's just that happened incidentally. If I had. I, I didn't choose Adam because of that. Uh, you know, it's just you know, we just we took we took the wig off, and, and you know, presto, you know, he has black hair, and he's he's younger for the flashbacks. We'd have done that a different way if, say, Adam had been fifty-seven years old, and we wanted to make him look like it was twenty years earlier. You're listening to Film Week on LA is eighty-nine point three. We'll be right back. Support for LAS comes from Latino Theatre Company at the Los Angeles Theatre Center, presenting the world premiere of Ghost Waltz by Oliver Mayer, a bold original recovery of Juventino Rosas, one of Mexico's most significant composers. Follow Rosas from his father's early death to his friendship with ragtime genius Scott Joplin, now on stage through June 2nd. Tickets and information at latinotheaterco.org. Imagine if you could charge your electric vehicle at the places you already love to eat, shop, and play. Whether you're at the movies, on your weekly grocery trip, or running errands at your local mall, Volta EV charging stations are built around your day-to-day and located in your community and nationwide. All you have to do is check in, plug in, and go about your day. It's EV charging made convenient. Download the Volta app to find your new favorite place to charge. Michael Mann, the director of Ferrari, joining us to talk about the film. Let's talk about the technical challenges of of the racing. One of the things that's so impressive to me when you're doing what's the signature race at the end of the film is how the camera is able in front of the race cars to move in and out the way that it is. Can you describe a bit about the framework on which the camera sits and the ways that you were able to, to move the camera around to film those scenes? It begins with it begins with what you first started talking about, which is how do I ask myself the question, how do I want this racing to impact upon you? How do I what do I want your experience of the racing to be dramatically? I could shoot race cars with long lenses and it's quite beautiful and elegant. And but that to me distances audiences audiences and makes them into uh observers. And I didn't want them to be observers. I didn't want you to be observing it. I wanted you to be experientially empathetic to almost within it, as if you're inside the car yourself. So that then becomes the objective. And when that becomes the mission objective, 
you know, that will then work itself into what am I, what, what will I be seeing and feeling? And then what do I have to have the cameras be to, in order to be able to affect that and pull that off? And that then leads you into, lead, lead, led me into the technology I had to develop to be able to get the cameras into those positions on these particular vehicles, all of which we built. And then we replicated these race cars, all except for the single-seater Maserati that Jean Bayrard drives in the, in the church sequence. That car is owned by Nick Mason, the Pink Floyd drummer. That one's authentic. All the other cars that, are, that, that we race aggressively, those are all our perfect, by the way, they're mathematically perfect replicas. But beneath the hand-beaten aluminum skin of those cars sits a custom-built, we built them, tubular chassis and a contemporary drivetrain. And those cars, because the cars had to be reliable, they had to be very fast, they could go 140, 150 miles an hour, and they had to be very safe. And uh, so that meant we were building them. We, the man who engineered all that is Neil Layton in the UK, and then a fantastic company of, uh, of restorers in Modena uh, called Campana, who uh, did all of the finish work. And that included all the instrumentations and all the little detail you see that are to it's all totally authentic. Uh, you have done films of all different sorts of styles and different tones as well. And one of the things that you're known for is the sense of style that you bring to your work. We think of the television series Miami Vice with its own palette, its own its own look on television. Um, we think about your films and and the collateral, incredible, you know, night scene in Los Angeles that you create. And I wonder is it, as you think about your career and and at this later stage in career, all the work that you've done, the degree to which style and and the lasting effect of those stylistic choices is important to you. Well, no, that's part. That's part of the. I mean, listen, that's part of the excitement of it, and it, it's. I wouldn't call it style. I call it the film form, and the the form of the film. Uh, you know, I want the form of the film to deliver an experience of the story and the world that the story is taking you is taking you into. And it is exciting, you know, to me to be doing a different thing every time. I, I you know, the idea of of replicating what I did or repeating what I may have done last isn't anywhere near as exciting as, you know, I don't know. How do you how do you port how how do you make audiences really feel they're in 1757 in the northeastern woodlands? Um you know what? What are what are the what what are what are people wearing? You know, and even more importantly to that, what are the, how are they? Uh, what are their attitudes? How are they thinking? What's period authentic psychology? What's courtship? How do you say to a girl, "I like you," if you're coming from Iroquois culture and she's coming from having lived in, say, Grosvenor or Portman Square uh, in 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 1755? Okay. But the form it takes uh, is wonderful to explore. It's a great adventure. I, I wouldn't, I can't imagine wanting to do it any other way. Why would anybody want to do it any other way? And then so too to make the world of L.A. at night come alive the way it is for those of us who live in Los Angeles. And we know at a certain time of year that marine layer comes in, the cloud layer at about twelve hundred feet, 
all the street lights reflect off the bottom of the clouds, and it becomes like very, very late afternoon in northern England. You actually can see, and you can't do that on photochemicals. So consequently, we did a lot of experimentation in R&D, and we're able to develop systems of shooting it in high-def video. And that's where, so Collateral is the first uh, kind of high-def video photo reel uh, film, and it was, uh, it's exciting to be out on the frontier like that with, with some of this stuff, you know, or, or how are we going to evoke Miami in an exciting way? And, and the first thing one does is I went down to Miami. Well, Miami, when I went down there in 1984, it, you know, it was uniformly beige. It was tan, the whole place. <laughs> it was like really, you know, it's where your grandparents are living, right? Yeah. You know, I started looking back at these streamlined deco buildings and realized the colors they were originally painted were were, were in pastels, uh, very tropical. And uh, so we returned South, South Beach to its original pastel palette. And uh, to, to more strongly and powerfully evoke the sense of the place so that it's more real to you, more believable. And when people are believing the world you're creating, then the story and believability of our, uh, in, increases. And that's the that's that's where the form of uh, film form comes from. And it's ex yeah, it's exciting to be doing something that you haven't done before that's novel, that uh, especially if, it, if no one's done it before, that makes it even more exciting. Before we close, I wanted to ask you about the complexity of, of the relationship of your two lead characters, but let's listen to this scene. Laura Ferrari is blaming Enzo for the loss of their son, Dino, a year earlier. You were supposed to save him! You blame me for his death? Yes! Yes, because you promised me he wouldn't die! Everything. I did everything. Table showing what calories he could eat. What went in, what came out. I grafted the degrees of albuminuria, the degrees of azotemia. Diuresis. I know more about nephritis and dystrophy than cars. Yes, I blame you, I blame you. Could you let him die? The father deluded himself. A very dramatic scene in a dramatic film. Michael Mann, what did you say to your actors when you commenced production to help them understand the dynamics of this marriage? Uh, that would take a lot longer than we have any time for. <laughs> what's the first, what's oh, the wait, first thing you said to it, characterize it was, this marriage? It was months, and I would listen, if you listen very carefully, every, every sound that's coming out of Adam Driver's mouth is perfect. The way he emphasize some of the words that are ending in vowels, the way he says the word out. I mean, so it's the language, the movement, the breathing, but all of that gets integrated and has to become organic and reflexive. You can't be thinking about those things when you have these powerful emotions going on. And so he's condemning himself. We also, what's interesting about that scene is we didn't know that he did all of those things. We know he's in a state of grief because very early in the film, he goes to the mausoleum and talks to his dead son as if the son's alive, almost as if they're having a casual conversation. And he does this every single morning. And we know that. So we know it's a state of grief, but we didn't know what the struggle was in all the years leading up to this state of, 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 of mind that he has about, uh, about Dino, who had died a year earlier. And, and she has a completely different perspective on it. And uh, hers is very primitive almost tribal in the sense that she condemns him uh, because he was distracted because he had another family. 
And uh, that's why all of his attention didn't go to him. So he accuses him of, you know, so it's a very powerful, powerful uh, scene between the two of them. And I remember shooting, and when I was shooting it, I remember seeing in the monitor these very performances. And you get this, as a director, this tremendous blast when you know it's, they, they've, they've totally landed, you know, the scene. They just killed the scene. I want to thank you, Michael Mann, for joining us to talk about the film Ferrari as well as your career. We appreciate it very much. Thanks so much. It's Film Week on LA is 89.3. If you missed any part of today's reviews or my conversation with director Michael Mann, you can download the full episode of the Film Week podcast wherever you get your audio or at LAist.com. Thanks for joining us. Have a wonderful weekend. The LAS Spring Super Sweeps is happening now. You can win amazing prizes while supporting your source for local fact-based journalism. One lucky grand prize winner will get to choose a brand new Lexus or $25,000 in cash. Other prizes include an electric bike from Juice Bikes and $1,000 gas gift cards. Your donation of $60 gets you one entry to win. And the more you give, the more entries you get. Donate now at LAS.com sweeps.